This is terrific. 22 inspiring teachers from across the country have been recognised for their tenacious commitment to their students and communities and the annual awards celebrate and reward educators with the aim of inspiring excellent practice in school practices in schools across Australia. In July, 12 teachers were awarded uh, $45,000 a teaching fellowship and a 10-year early career uh, teacher situation. And they're going to also receive $10,000 for professional development and mentoring. So we say congratulations to our guest today, Principal of the Marble Bar Primary School, Shane Wilson. Good afternoon to you, Shane. Oh, good afternoon, Jenny. I'm so thrilled to be joining you and your <laughs> listeners this afternoon. I'm I've been such a fan of yours for so many years and it's wonderful to be able to celebrate this incredible opportunity with you. Oh, Shane, that is so lovely. It's wonderful to speak to you too. We really tracked you down and being in Marble Bar, it's a bit different, isn't it, from living down here in the big smoke? It definitely is. And uh, Marble Bar and the Pilbara provide educators with so many amazing opportunities culturally technically, educationally, and that's exactly what we've been doing with our programs. Look, it's really a trend-setting, I think, Shane, here, because we're looking at a virtual world a virtual world gallery that you've introduced for your students, and I can only appreciate that they're absolutely loving this experience. When you... Can I just... Go, let, let's go from the start. Why and when did you get up to Marble Bar? So I started at Marble Bar as the principal back in 2017. I've actually been in the Pilbara for eight years. I've worked with the Department of Education for 25 years and I've got a particular interest with our culturally and linguistically diverse communities and uh, I've, been, I've had the pleasure of working in so many amazing communities around WA, including here in Marble Bar. Oh, okay. In what capacity have you been working there? With not, not, so, not, not where you are now, the other communities. Sure. So I actually began my career as a very young 22-year-old teacher at Yandiara Remote Community School oh. uh, back in 1996. And since then, I've worked in both uh, city schools, metropolitan and uh, country schools in the Gascoigne, the um, Goldfields, Pilbara, Southwest, oh, wow. uh, Wheatbelt, all over the state. So I've worked in many different types of schools, both small and large, uh, with different communities. Shane, you must have an incredible understanding of the cultures of people, you know, living in these communities and their needs and uh, connecting with them uh, in a way that they really want to progress and understand what you're teaching them. Was it hard to break through at first? Uh, no, but it does take time and as I've been uh, mentioning to our Namal elders here in Marble Bar, the conversation started back in 2017 about the culture and languages and speaking to our elders and community leaders about exactly what they wanted for their school community. And one of those conversations about was about the language other than English that they wanted because all schools across WA, yeah. as part of our curriculum, are required to teach a lot. And the lot here is Namal. That is the first language of Marble Bar and the East Pilbara. So it's, it's really incredibly important to listen to the needs, interests and aspirations of our community. And here in Marble Bar, it's about language and integrating language into our, our curriculum. And that's exactly what we're doing with showcasing and preserving 
uh, Ngamal language, history and culture to the world via our digital technologies in STEM using virtual reality. Yeah, look, that is so important. I couldn't agree with you more. Who, in fact, is reinforcing the language within the school? Have you had to learn the language and pass it on or have the elders stepped in? Sure. In speaking to the elders, it's really incredibly uh, important that uh, our pronunciation is correct. And because I'm not a Namal speaker, I rely on the expertise of our Namal elders and community leaders with the support of agencies, for example, the Namal Aboriginal Corporation in Headland, uh, providing us with access to people uh, who speak Namal. Now, Namal is actually a critically endangered language with less than 10 people who speak this language. Mm. So as a school, we have felt that we've got the moral obligation to support the the preservation and uh, integration of Namal into our curriculum. So by relying on the expertise of our elders and community leaders, we're accessing people who are joining our teachers and support staff in delivering lessons and also supporting the school with translating Aboriginal English and Standard Australian English into Namal. And your students have sort of taken this on with great enthusiasm, have they? They have. Uh, at last year's STEM Enterprise uh, Expo at Perth's Convention and Exhibition Centre, we had students from Marble Bar showcasing their cultural uh, wisdom to students in Perth. There were over 663 visitors who came through our booth, uh, our booth at the STEM Enterprise Expo uh, and showcasing their work to students from around Perth. Uh, so a wonderful opportunity for our students to uh, demonstrate and develop their leadership to other intercultural groups around Western Australia. As a principal, and you, I believe, have 31 pupils uh, in your class, uh, the parents and the children themselves must have an incredible respect for you. That is just so terrific, Shane. Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, all members of our professional learning community, and that includes our cultural leaders and elders, our technical experts at Airborne IT, uh, educators, teachers, education assistants, AIEOs, and our economic partners who all work together in supporting me with the work that I'm trying to do in uh, integrating the, the number culture with the Australian curriculum because no one person can do this alone. Uh, and as I said in Sydney uh, two weeks ago, uh, we may be small, but our impact is great. <laughs> With technology, uh, it opens up a whole new world, doesn't it, for learning and to get uh, students excited, in fact, the general public excited. And you've developed the school's virtual world gallery. I can't wait to hear about this. Thank you, Jenny. And uh, actually, at the Perth Convention Exhibition Centre, we had 200 guests from around the world joining us in a live event. And there was a virtual reality developer from New York who joined in on our live event and actually offered one of our students income uh, for showcasing the student's design on an international uh, American uh, virtual platform. Wow. We've also got our colleagues in California, China, Japan, all wanting to know more. And uh, th there's a real insatiable thirst to hear about 
the East Pilbara culture. Our colleagues in California, for example, saying, we want more, Shane. Uh, Give us more. How can we join in on these live events? How can we learn from the First Nations people of the East Pilbara? So very exciting developments happening. Oh, I couldn't imagine anything greater than sharing cultural, you know, feelings from different countries around the world, especially with Australia being involved. Can you explain visually what happens with the gallery? Sure. So our virtual worlds are actually three now. Uh, we've got a, a gallery which incorporates uh, artistic and scientific uh, cultural designs uh, by the students uh, led by community leaders and elders. Our second world is what we're calling a languages preservation centre that our uh, professional learning community is working on. And that will be a place for showcasing Dreamtime stories, uh, film, on, on country film, games, uh, yeah. songs that we've been developing with Shelley Morris, uh, a whole range of uh, activity that reinforces the Namal language. And our third uh, world is what we're calling a virtual teacher development centre that connects educators from anywhere in the world. Because as part of my fellowship with, the, with Schools Plus and the Commonwealth Bank, I'm really keen to connect our, our uh, community here in Marble Bar to other First Nations communities around the world. So, for example, in the Americas, uh, Scandinavia, New Zealand, so that we can sure. learn from each other yeah. about what is culturally responsive teaching and learning in our schools. Great breakthrough. I'm trying to visualise because I'm not technically inept, I'm afraid. I am inept. So are we looking at goggles that these students yes. wear? Okay. And are they relating live to these other platforms or do they do they tune in at any time that they wish? So virtual reality requires uh, the Oculus or headsets. Yes. And basically you enter a virtual world. So yes. in the Virtual Teacher Development Centre, for example, uh, the characters... Uh, each person is what we call an avatar and that enables communication between uh, the characters in the virtual world. And we use a platform such as Altspace uh, as the platform for connecting. So you basically put your, put your goggles on <laughs> and then you sign into Altspace and then you're linked to a particular event. So you click on the event and then that enables you to enter the virtual world. Oh, so our virtual world being the three, the gallery, the Languages Preservation Centre and the uh, Virtual Teacher Development Centre. So back in May, we launched our first uh, teacher development uh, activity and all of the teachers, principals, deputies, we had about 35. They enter into old space and they connect on the, the uh, session and then you're in the, the, the world. The children must be absolutely fascinated with this. I mean, the first time that you would have got them involved in that, I can't imagine how they were feeling. Uh, it's, it's been an amazing journey uh, for all of us, uh, the students and myself. I was actually introduced to virtual reality by a fellow graduate teacher. He said to me, Shane, can we, can we purchase an Oculus headset? And at that time, I didn't really know much about virtual reality. Yeah. And uh, just through... Uh, the real clincher for me was at the Perth uh, Convention and Exhibition Centre where I was just observing the engagement and the enjoyment of, of the 600 or so children who came through our booth. And it was it really concerned for me that this is uh, where we're going with this. Uh, I'm mm. not sure if you're aware, but 
virtual reality is an $18 billion industry around the world. Yep. And there are great uh, opportunities for developing virtual reality in our, in our education system because it's already been used in health and mining and yes. architecture, a whole range of uh, industries. The world's changing pretty quickly, Shane, as long as you're keeping up with it. I think. <laughs> so your life in the future is pretty much going to continue what you're doing, I imagine. What I'm really excited about is to be able to collaborate with the 11 other teaching fellows from around Australia. So there are four from... Uh, uh, no, sorry, five from Queensland, two in New South Wales, two in Victoria, one Tasmania, one Northern Territory, and, and myself. And as a group, uh, there will be really great opportunities to collaborate with each other and access world-class professional learning yeah. in our respective fields. I'm just wondering whether our schools here in the metropolitan area would ever have um, get something out of doing this in their teaching program as well. Um, there are some schools uh, who are using virtual reality and uh, what we've learned at Marble Bar is the absolute importance of empowering our students and our community to create uh, the cultural objects for uh, inputting into the virtual worlds. We are very fortunate that we're working with some of the world's leading virtual realities. We've got a partner in Japan uh, who has been supporting us with one of our worlds and continues to do so. Airborne IT, led by Mark French, Head of Operations, is an absolute guru in virtual reality. So having those industry partnerships yeah. is absolutely a critical component of our of our work in rolling out virtual reality here at Marble Bar and further yeah. afield. Oh, look, it's only going to grow so much more in the next decade or so. And I bet the 31 students that come to your class always turn up to school every day. They're very lucky, <laughs> and uh, one of our key measures of success is the engagement of the students and the newfound pride and respect Gosh. that they have for each other and their, their culture, their first culture being Nyamo. It's, it's a really exciting space to be working in, and it's just such a, yeah. a, an honour to be part of this. And to watch it develop so much and the students benefiting and keeping the cultural awareness to, out there to everybody as well and sharing it. Shane, congratulations again. You so deserve it. So do all the other teachers that were nominated and received awards too. So all the very, very best in the future. Thank you so much, Jenny, and uh, great talking to you today. Thank you too. Isn't that amazing? Uh, up there, he's just working at it, isn't he, in Marble Bar, the primary school up there, Shane Wilson. Shane.